How many people think that, hey, I can prosper in my own self? Here David is saying that we cannot prosper if we're not in fellowship with God. How can we really prosper? Why? Because the law of God gives you the laws and the statutes on how to follow the Lord. How to be obedient to the Lord. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're in a study of the Old Testament book of 1 Kings. As we think about King David's praise of the Lord at the end of his life, we'll get a timely reminder that God is sovereign and faithful in the lives of his children. Reflecting on David's consistent reliance on God, even into old age, we'll find a lot of reasons to trust our Lord throughout the high and low points of our lives. Take your Bible, if you will, and join us in 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 29. Here's Raul Reese. This is now David here giving a glorious testimony that God is in control of everything that we face in life. David is bringing these words to Bathsheba, to Nathan, and to Solomon, saying, hey, look, don't worry about it, God's in control. And it's so simple and so neat here, David, as the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from every distress. Hey, God has never let me down. He's been there all the time. Just as I swore to you by the Lord God of Israel, saying, Surely Solomon your son shall be the king after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my place. So I certainly will do this day. Notice, he steps up to the plate, says, Solomon, you are the king. And then Bathsheba bowed with her face to the earth and paid homage to the king and said, Let my lord the king David live forever. And king David said, Call to me Sadak the priest and Nathan the prophet and Benaniah the son of Jehadiah. He said, And so they came before the king. And then the king also said to them, Take with you the servants of your Lord, and have Solomon my son ride on my own mule, and take him down to Gihon, or literally the spring down by the valley of Hinnom in the city of Jerusalem, where the party was going on. You know what he does? Smart king. He said, I want you to put Solomon my son on my donkey, the king's donkey. Notice that. And set him up. And then take him down. And when people see him sitting on that donkey, they're going to say, wait a minute, something is wrong here. Solomon is the king. See, David was smart. Watch this, verse 34. There they led Sadak the priest and Nathan the prophet, anointing him, the king over Israel with oil. And they blew the horn and said, long live the king Solomon. So here they are, celebrating And then you shall come up after him. He shall come and sit on my throne. And he shall be king in my place. For I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and Judah. And then Benaniah the son of Jehadiah answered the king and said to him. And the Benaniah here is the bodyguard. He takes care of eliminating people for David. 
He said, Amen. May the Lord God of my Lord the King say so too. As the Lord has been with my Lord the King, even so may He be with Solomon and make His throne greater than the throne of my Lord King David. Notice the faithfulness of the old man to the young man when David appointed his son. And so Sadak the priest, Nathan, the prophet, Benaniah, the son of Jehadiah, and the Cherethites, they're all the bodyguards, and the Pethalites, went down with, and had Solomon ride on King David's mule and took him to Gihon. And then Sadak the priest took a horn of oil with a tabernacle and anointed Solomon, and they blew the horn, and all the people said, Long live King Solomon. So they put him up on a platform, they take this jar of oil, and they pour it from the top of his head, all the way down to his beard, all the way down to his feet. And all the people went up after him, and the people played the flutes and rejoiced with great joy. And so that the earth seemed to split with the ground, And now Adonijah, notice, and all the guests who were with him heard it as they finished eating. So they're in this party, and they're saying, hey, what's that noise? What's going on here? And then Joab, when Joab heard the son of the horn, he said, why is the city in such a noisy uproar? What's going on? And while he was still speaking, there came in Johanan, the son of Abithir the priest. And Adonijah said, come in, for you are a prominent man and bring good news. And Jonathan said, oh yeah, I got good news for you. Answer said to Adonijah, no, no, our Lord King David has made Solomon king. Can you imagine the slap in the face? Wait a minute, I'm king. No, you're not. Your brother is. And then the king has sent with him Sadak the priest and Nathan the prophet and Benaniah the son of Jehadiah and the Cherethites and the Pithelites and they made him to ride on the king's mule. And so Sadak the priest and Nathan the prophet have anointed him king on Gihon and they have gone up from rejoicing so that the city is in an uproar and this is a noise that you guys are hearing. You guys are having your own private party but the party is downstairs. Everybody's on the other side. Also Solomon sits on the throne of his kingdom. Can you imagine that? He's in his throne. And moreover, the king's servants have gone to bless our Lord, the King David, saying, May God make the name of Solomon better than your name, and may he make his throne greater than your throne. And then the king bowed himself on the bed. And also the king said thus, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who has given one to sit on my throne this day, while my eyes still see it. David, so happy, so joyous because of his son. So all the guests who were with Adonijah were afraid and arose. Each one kind of slipped away and said, see you later. And so notice Adonijah was afraid, you bet, of Solomon. And then he arose and went and took a hold of the horns of the altar. What's the first thing he does? He's having his party and now he's running to the temple. He walks into the temple and he holds on to the four horns. There's these horns on the temple and he holds on to the horns, which was a place of safety. You can't touch me while I'm here. And then Solomon said, listen, he said, and it was told Solomon saying, Hey, look at, indeed Adonijah, your brother, is afraid of King Solomon. For look, he has taken a hold of the horns of the altar, saying, Let King Solomon swear to me today that he will not put his servant to death with a sword. He knew he was guilty. And then Solomon, 
said, If he proves himself to be a worthy man, not one hair of him shall fall to the earth. But if wickedness is found in him, he shall die. And so King Solomon sent them to bring him down from the altar. And he came and he fell down before King Solomon. And Solomon said to him, Hey, go home. Go to your house. I'm not going to kill you. I already give you my word. But remember, as long as you do what's right. Verse 1 of chapter 2 now. David's final words here. He's coming to the end of his life now. I go the way of all the earth. Be strong therefore. And prove yourself to be a man. At this particular time, they had not taught the resurrection of the dead. The teaching was not given yet. So he says, I go all the way of the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord your God. Notice everything that David is given here. He's given him advice to be obedient to the moral laws of God. To walk in His ways, to keep His statutes, His commandments, His judgments, His testimonies. As it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. Solomon, I want to tell you something. Without God and without His Word, you cannot prosper. I wish people could understand this even today. Where can you prosper without the Lord? Here David is saying that we cannot prosper if we're not in fellowship with God. If we don't have His Word in our lives, how can we really prosper? Why? Because the law of God gives you the laws and the statutes on how to follow the Lord. How to be obedient to the Lord. David's giving good, good advice to his son Solomon. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Pastor Raul is with us in the studio, and we're talking about why we as believers should go to the land of Israel. Pastor Raul? I think that people should go to Israel. If they read the Bible, they should go to Israel because they're going to read the Bible different, and the Bible is going to speak to them in such a way that now when I used to read it, let's see, where's Beresheba? Where's uh Jerusalem. When you read it, you're going to picture in your mind Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives, the Sea of Galilee, uh, Tiberias, all these places that you're going to and learning about God's Word, you need to go. If you ever want to have the Bible come alive, you need to go to Israel. It will blow you away when you come back. Thanks, Roll. Well, the dates to join Pastor Rawl, his wife Sharon, and their son Ryan are April 2nd through 13th, 2024. For more information and a brochure, visit somebodylovesyou.com. Now back to the book of 1 Kings for the final part of our study today. Verse 4. He says that the Lord may fulfill His word which He spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons take heed to their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart, with all their soul, He said, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. Moreover, notice, You know also what Joab, the son of Sariah, did to me. After he blesses Solomon, he says, One more thing i got to tell you, Solomon. I want you to understand, Joab and all these people are traitors. And you're going to have to get rid of them. Notice this. He's told them right here. 
He says, you know what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel, to Abner, the son of Nir, and Amas, the son of Jether, whom he killed? And then he shed the blood of wars in peacetime, and put the blood of war on his belt that was around his waist, and on his sandals that were on his feet. Therefore do according to your wisdom. Do not let his gray hair go down to the grave in peace. Kill him. Get rid of him in time. Don't have him around. He will be nothing but problems to you. Then he says, but show kindness to the sons of Brazeli, the Giladite. And let them be among those who eat at your table. For so they came to me when I fled from Absalom, your brother. Hey, even when my own son Absalom was after me and betrayed me, they stuck to my side. These are the true servants of the Lord. Take care of them. Notice how beautiful that is. Take care of the faithful. Get rid of the unfaithful. And see... You have with you Shimei, the son of Gera, a Benjamite from Bahurim, who cursed me with malicious curse in that day when I went to Mahaim. But he came down to meet me at the Jordan, and I swore to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put you to death with the sword. Now therefore, do not hold him guiltless, for you are a wise man. And know what you ought to do with him. Bring his gray hairs down to the grave with blood. And so David rested with his fathers. Notice, and was buried in the city of David, Mount Zion. Finally David dies after giving his last words. And then the period of David's reign was over Israel was 40 years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron. And in Jerusalem he reigned for 33 years. And then Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his kingdom was firmly established. So now Solomon begins to rule, establishing himself. Notice this. He's carrying out now David's instructions. And now Abdonajai, the son of Haggith, came to Beersheba, the mother of Solomon. And so she said, do you come peaceably? And he said, peaceably. Now remember the traitor, his brother? He's going to blow it now. He's coming in thinking that he's doing what's right, but he's looking again for security and looking to get himself into the throne. Look what he does. He comes to his mother. Moreover, he said, I have something to say to you. And she said, go ahead and tell me. And then he said to you, he says, you know that the kingdom was mine. Notice, he still believes it was his. And that all Israel has set their expectations on me that I should reign. However, the kingdom has been turned over and has become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. Notice that. He knows that the Lord has given it to Solomon, but he still thinks that he should be appointed. Now ask one petition of you and do not deny me. Mother, do me a favor. Ask Solomon this. And she said to him, say it. And he said, please speak to King Solomon. For he will not refuse it from you because you're his mother. That he may give me Abishag the Shuamite as the wife. And she was already David's wife. Notice that. So Bathsheba said, very well, I will speak for you to the king. And Bathsheba therefore went to the king Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah. And the king rose up to meet her and bowed down to her and sat down on his throne and had a throne set for the king's mother. And so she sat at his right hand. Can you imagine Solomon respected his mother? Bowed to her, put her next to him. 
And so he's sitting there, and then she said, I desire one small petition of you, my son, do not refuse at me. And then the king said to her, ask me, my mother, for I will not refuse you. And so she said, let Abishagag, the Shuamite, be given to Adonijah, your brother, as his wife. Notice that, one of the concubines. And then King Solomon answered and said to his mother, Now why don't you ask Abishai Shumai for Adonijah and ask for him the kingdom also? Hey, if you're asking for that, why don't you ask for the kingdom too? He's kind of rebuking his mom. Because she's naive. For he is my older brother for him, notice, and for Abithia the priest, and for Joab the son of Sariah. And then King Solomon swore by the Lord saying, May God do so to me, and more also, if Adonijah has not spoken his word against his own life. He just signed his death warrant. Now therefore, as the Lord lives, who was confirmed me, set me on the throne of David my father, and who has established a house for me, as he promised Adonijah shall be put to death today, this very moment. And so King Solomon sent by the hand of Ananiah, the bodyguard, son of Jehadiah. And he struck him down and he died right there. He gets rid of, notice, enemy number one, gone. And then what? And then Abithiar, the priest king said, Go now to Antonath in your own field, for you are deserving of death, but I will not put you to death at this time. Because you carried the ark of the Lord God before my father David. And because you were afflicted every time my father was afflicted. What is Solomon doing? He's being faithful to God and faithful to the priest for what he did for God. And sends him away to a town to live. But he's not going to kill him. Gives him mercy. And so Solomon removed Abithia from the priesthood that the Lord, that he might fulfill the word of the Lord which was spoken concerning the house of Eli at Shiloh. That is, the fulfillment was that no one would ever, ever sit in the line of Eli, would ever, ever be in the line of the priesthood. It would be the end. Eli would be the last one because he was given to him. Then news came to Joab. For Joab had defected to Adonijah, though he had not defected to Absalom. And so Joab fled to the tabernacle of the Lord, and he took a hold of the horns of the altar. Everybody ran to the horns. Notice that. And King Solomon was told, they said, Joab now has fled to the tabernacle of the Lord. He's there by the altar. And then Solomon sent Benaniah, the son of Jodiah, saying, Hey, kill him right where he's at. Don't even call him out. Just strike him right there. He wants to die by the horns. Let him die by the horns. So Benaniah went to the tabernacle of the Lord and said to him, Thus saith the king, Come out. And he said, Nope, but I will die right here. And Benaniah brought back word to king Solomon said, He said, Joab said, and this is what he said. And then the king said to him, Do as he has said, strike him down and bury him, that you may take away from me and from the house of my father innocent blood with Joab shed. And so the Lord will return his blood upon his own head, which means he's reaping what he sowed. Because he struck down two men more righteous and better than he. And he killed them with the sword, Abner the son of Ner, the commander of the army of Israel, and Amasa the son of Jethir, the commander of the army of Judah, though my father David did not know it, yet killing now. Their blood 
shall be therefore returned upon the head of Joab, and upon the head of his descendants forever, but upon David and his descendants, and upon his house and his throne, there shall be peace forever from the Lord, the line of the Messiah. And so Benaniah, the son of Jehadiah, went up, and he killed Joab. And he was buried in his own house in the wilderness, out of Jerusalem into the wilderness. And then the king put Benaniah, the son of Jehadiah, in his place over the army as a general. He took Joab's place. And then the king put Sadak the priest in place of Abithiar. And then the king sent and called for Shimei and said to him, Here is the other traitor, the one that was cursing and throwing rocks at David. Build yourself a house in Jerusalem and dwell there. And do not go up out of the for anywhere. He says, look, I'm going to let you live in this place like a city of refuge. But the day you leave the house or you leave the city, I'm going to kill you. For it shall be on that day, you will go out and cross the brook of Kidron. Know for certain that you shall surely die. Your blood shall be on your own head. And Shimei said to the king, the saying is good. As my lord the king has said, so your servant will do. I'll never go out. So Shimei dwelt in Jerusalem many days. And now it happened. At the end of three years. It only lasted three years. That you two slaves of Shimei ran away to Achish the son of Makar. King of Gad. And they told Shimei. Say hey look your slaves are on Gad. And so Shimei got up. Saddled his donkey. Went to Achish in Gath to seek his slaves. Notice, not even thinking, if I leave, I'm going to be killed. He was so naive and such a conniver. And Shimei got up and saddled his donkey, went to Achish at Gath to seek his slaves. And Shimei went and brought his slaves back to Gath. And Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had come back. And then the king said to him, Did I not make you swear by the Lord and warn you saying, Know for certain that on the day you go out and travel anywhere, you shall surely die. And you said to me, the word that I have spoken is good. Whether we're young or older believers, it's so encouraging to know that God will never leave us to flounder through life on our own but is always with us as our sovereign help and guide. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. The message you've heard today is available in its complete form. If you'd like to get a copy, call 800-634-9165, and for a gift of $5 or more, we'll send you this complete copy of the study from 1 Kings chapters 1 and 2. As you reflect on God's faithfulness, we'd like to tell you about a resource to challenge you in giving the Lord your undivided heart. Rawls' book titled Sin, The Root of All Evil, illuminates how small spiritual compromises can cause significant damage in your relationship with God if they're left unacknowledged and unchecked. You'll see that when you're honest with the Lord, He can equip you to guard against temptation and walk in His perfect will. To order Rawls' empowering book titled Sin, The Root of All Evil, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. We'll send your copy for a gift of $8 plus shipping and handling. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765.
This is a listener-supported ministry. Your tax-deductible gifts enable us to keep sharing the hope and wisdom of God's Word. Thanks so much for your partnership. Next time, as we return to 1 Kings, we hope you'll join us. We'll get a challenge to avoid the compromising spiritual path of David's son, Solomon, who chose to follow the allure of worldly temptations in spite of God's incredible blessings in his life. Now, with the final comment, here's Rawl. Why then have you not kept the oath of the Lord and the commandment that I gave to you? And then the king said, moreover, to Shimei, You know as your heart acknowledges all the wickedness that you did to my father David. Therefore the Lord now will return to your wickedness. Notice, to your own head. And the king Solomon shall be blessed. And the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. And so the king commanded Benaniah the son of Jehadiah. He went out and struck him down and killed him. And he died. And thus the kingdom was established in the hand of Solomon. So here we have, in the first two chapters, David commissioning his son, anointing him, getting rid of all the evil men. And now in chapter 3 and 4, what a great lesson. When Solomon stands before the Lord, and the Lord comes to Solomon and says, Solomon, ask me, What do you want me to give to you? I'll give you anything in the world that you want. And Solomon thought, wow, anything, anything you want. Read it. I'm not going to tell you. Read it this week. He'll show you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.